Hi, I'm Rob Holman, international speaker, best-selling author, and inside-out leadership catalyst. I'm on a personal mission to interview 12 of the greatest inside-out leaders in the world in 2021. These extraordinary leaders come from business, sports, politics, and entertainment who have faithfully demonstrated inspiration, humility, courage, perseverance, and servant leadership. Get ready and enjoy our next amazing episode of Inside Out Leadership. All right, let's get going. Hey, everybody, welcome to today's episode of Inside Out Leadership with Rob Holman. And as you can see, I am not Rob. I am Ryan. But don't worry, Rob will be here. He'll be joining us momentarily. So normally, Rob is your host. I'm the producer backstage behind the scenes. You don't see me. But today, I am not only producer, but I am your host. And Rob is going to be our guest today. That's right. He's going to be the, the guest on his own show, if that makes any sense. But the reason why we're doing this is we have Rob's official book launch today, Move the Needle. It's the third in a series of books that he's released, including Lead the Way and All In. So we're here in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. And during this pandemic, going on close to two years now, senior leaders, executive teams, human resource directors, all have realized the need to connect with their team members and in, in deeper ways. They've, they're recognizing the increased need for bolder workplace performance, adopted strategic ways to incentivize their employees and create the ultimate employee experience. So that would be things like vacation time, more autonomy, and uh, favorite, more favorable bonus structures would be some examples that many leaders are now implementing. Now, although these things are good and they are definitely needed, they shouldn't be counted on for vibrant, sustainable growth. If leaders rely on these things alone, really they're relying on these external or outside tactics to get at the heart of a worker. I think there's a better way, and so do others. It's, uh, something we refer to as inside-out leadership. And uh, I lost the name of the show here. Now, when we let goals and measures of success override our investment in people, team members perceive themselves as a means to an end, a product to be consumed, to achieve some stated objective, not the actual objective itself. Inside-out leadership influence is not based on how many people join your team. It's based on the depth that you share with each individual person. And having devoted team members is a result of developing strong personal relationships. And in his highly anticipated new book, Move the Needle, author Rob Holman takes leaders on an in-depth look at why we must prioritize people over procedures for greater results. And in this episode, Rob, as I mentioned, will be the guest of his own show. We'll be talking about the employee experience, inside-out leadership, and his new book, Move the Needle, the official book launch. So all this is coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Rob Holman. Well, hello, hello. There's the man himself, Mr. Rob Holman. Hi, 
<laughs> Ryan, I feel like I've given birth to my third child with this new book, I tell you. And secondly, I've got to share this with you. You're doing such a fabulous job. I feel like moving over from this point forward and having you host my show. What do you say? Hey, man, show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast, buddy. Not so fast. But in all seriousness, I would not want to have anyone doing this, hosting my show than you. You've known me. We've known each other for, I believe I was thinking through this earlier today, over 11 years now. Yeah. And we've become great friends. We work on a variety of different business projects and have throughout the last so many years. So, man, I'm just thrilled that you're uh, putting me in the hot seat today and seeing what comes out. Well, I appreciate that. It's good to be in the hot seat and I'm glad you approve. I hope I did a good job getting things opened and you did all the hard work. You actually wrote the ideas and, and the content. So I'm just delivering it, but Hey, we got, we got less than 30 minutes. Now we're doing your official book launch. This is not the first book launch we've done. We did your previous book all in on our, one of our final episodes of the white collar therapy show a little more than a year ago, maybe almost a year and a half ago. Right? Yeah, a couple of years now, and doesn't time fly, especially during these interesting COVID times where it's like, has it been a year or five years since? Uh, <laughs> since it feels like it feels like a hundred. It does. It it really it really is wearing on us. But look, uh, and that was some of the things that came out in your book, which is how the the pandemic's affecting uh, senior leaders, executive teams, human resource directors. So. Is it fair to say that the employee experience is that the inspiration behind your book? Is that the is that the overarching theme of your book, or is that just a portion of it? Well, it's a it's a portion, but foundationally speaking, I found that so many leaders, senior leaders, C-suite execs, you name it, even uh, serial entrepreneurs, the temptation for all leaders is to still have like a build it. And then they'll come mentality. It's a default many of us have, especially in the Western part of the world. But I'm here to say that that can be more of like a horizontal, like we're creating and we're just building fans and we're trying to reach the masses. We're the more the merrier. But I'm here to say, no, 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 not so fast. What would it actually look like to build one person at a time, having greater depth, more of a vertical in relationship? and relationships with our team members, as opposed to horizontal. I just find that when you're willing, intentional, and consistent to go deep within your sphere of influence, that's where the magic happens, Ryan. That's where the magic happens. But what we have to do is we have to be willing to take a closer look at how we're building, what we're building, so the appropriate changes can be made. So because I've been an entrepreneur for so many years with my own personal experiences, coupled with these interesting COVID times in which we live in, we're leading out of, I'm like, I got to write a book to address what it actually means to put people before things. So at the end of the day, we can achieve the results and have the results that we ultimately are after. And one of those things that you're alluding to that, that I that I know you reference in the book a lot are processes. And you even put forth that uh, many business leaders tend to put process before people. Why do you think that is? Well, I think, again, the quicker, the better. More activity, more, 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 go, go, go. And you've heard me say this uh, so many times throughout the years, but I don't know if our viewers, our listeners have, that you know we're, we're just, uh, we're obsessed with numbers. We just are in our culture. And we're trying to reach so many people because we believe, and I got caught in this trap too, we believe 
that the more people that we can reach with pure numbers, mass of people, the more impact we can have. And I'm here to say, possibly you could have a little bit of short-term gain and impact. But if you truly, we truly want vibrancy and long-term sustainability, we have to be willing to take a closer look at one person at a time, one team member, member at a time. Not to mention, it begins with you and me as the leader first. We've got to be willing to take a closer look within about who we are as the leader, the influencer, if you will. Because at the end of the day, we can only give what we got, Ryan. We can only give what we got. Are we giving out of a place of passion and purpose, enthusiasm and life? Or are we depleted? Are we negative? Are we seeing the glass either half empty or like, is it is any drop of water even in this glass at all? Mm -hmm. So I am all about taking a big time out for you as the leader, for each person listening as the leader. And when we have moments and times of reflection based on who we are, the people and the things that matter most, out of this place, we can't help but recognize the seeds of greatness that are on the inside of us. Only in time to see those seeds of greatness work on the outside and positively influence our sphere of influence. So really, it's a call at the end of the day for leaders, move the needle is, to take a close, closer look within and then turn to your immediate sphere of influence and learn how to connect in a much deeper fashion with them. People are, people are tricky. We're complicated. We're, we're emotional. And when we're emotional, we're irrational. We're difficult, right? It's, it's, it's harder, I think, to work with people, whereas processes are more static and uh, you can, they, they don't, they don't rip, they don't fight back. Right. So let's talk about framework. Cause I know in your writings, uh, you, you provide simple frameworks. So and move the needle. Why don't you explain the framework that you have laid out specifically for recruiting and enrolling people into an organization? That's important. I mean, if there's one one thing that organizations are after, it's I want the best people to be in the best seats on my bus, so to speak, moving all in the same direction. So we've got to start like, are we choosing the right people to begin with? Okay. Even in an interview process, there's process. Even in an interview process, are we truly getting to know them more as human beings than just working professionals? In the questions we're asking. Now, I understand what some of you are probably saying. Rob, you can't cross that line. Hold on. I'm hiring them for a certain position that has a certain title with a certain amount of dollars behind their name and that position and title. I get you. However, so much comes down to values. And the questions we ask on the front end about who someone really is, their identity, what makes them come alive? What are the core personal core values that they have? It's only in and out of that place that we see if they're actually aligned to other team members and the corporate culture at hand. So for me, a process I love to encourage people with and organizations with is this. Process, people, excuse me, I'm going to go back because I even think this is more important. Purpose than people and then process. The three P's, Ryan, the three P's. Purpose. So in other words, are you on point with who you are as a unique human being apart from 8 billion people on planet Earth today? 
And in and through that, do you know the reason why you exist? Now, I'm not even talking about being a working professional right now. I'm talking about a human being that has a heart that beats. And in and out of that place of purpose and passion, enthusiasm and life, okay. Now, when I understand who I am and who I'm not, now I'm going to turn to my team. Now it's about people. How can I position myself, posture myself to serve my immediate circle, my core team? Come alongside of them. Get under them only to lift them up. And then lastly, process. And what I like to hit on with process is we love to talk with process. It's all about efficiency. Move, move, move. I create, you know, just scalability. I want to create certain things and systems and everything like that. So I don't even have to do any work. Okay, I get you. I get you. But hold on. Who are the people that facilitate those processes? In other words, let's take a closer look at efficiency through effectiveness. Am I truly being effective? And then we come full circle with purpose and people. And then in and out of that place, we begin to build processes, foster, develop those processes with purpose and people in mind. Huge. Absolutely huge. It It is. And having a framework is, is obviously a, a good starting point. Now, there's many different types or kinds of, of leaders in a workplace. When you refer to leaders in a workplace, who are you referring to? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I get to ask that quite a bit. A lot of times people automatically look at the titles with leaders. For me, I don't as much. I look at who has influence within any organization. And sometimes that is relying upon a title and responsibilities. But I have found many more times it's not. It's actually the servant leader, the one, again, that knows who they are, loves and has a heart to serve people, and really is quick to be intentional and consistent in serving their sphere of influence really, really well. In essence, what begins to happen is they begin to have influence one person at a time within that organization. So I will say, and I'll make an argument with this, Ryan, that everyone's a leader in their own right. It's whether or not they realize it. That's the key. Now, that being said, then on top of that, you put on titles and responsibilities. Okay. I understand the buck stops with the senior leader. I understand that at the end of the day, that decisions need to be made by one, two, or more people at the top. But I'm just, I'm just stating, my perspective is, you don't have to be that person at the top to have influence within an organization. You just need to know who you are. You need to have a heart for people. And when you realize that, when you embrace who you are and you embrace your role to serve people, now you can actually have greater influence than a person with title and responsibilities as a senior leader or a C-suite executive that isn't embracing those things. Okay, so let's let's have a, an imaginary organization. Let's say you have a small, small organization, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 people, and you got two or three, you know, people on the executive team and they just lack what we'd call leadership skills, the, the types of leadership skills that people I think intrinsically uh, crave and desire from their superiors and expect, but so many fall short for reasons you're alluding to. They don't have it dialed in internally within themselves. All right. But that's a common scenario for 
for a staffer, for a, a team member within an organization. So if I'm that person in an organization and I'm just struggling with the leadership that I'm maybe beholden to, where do I go? What, what, how does move the needle speak to me there and help me navigate through that type of landscape? You be the change agent. So if we begin with ourselves, it's so easy in any work environment, especially toxic one, to point the fingers, okay? If they only did more of this, if they only did more of that, if I just had a better boss, if I, if I did them, 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 as opposed to starting with you. If we can discover, rediscover who we are, why we're here, and out of this place, we become a fire hydrant of life and service, and then begin to intentionally serve those within our sphere of influence. Again, it gets back to what I said earlier. We're all in the game out of that place. We're all in the game. We don't have to have a certain position or title. So even if it's bad, our leaders aren't doing the right thing. All of a sudden we begin out of this inside place to set the tone, to set the example. I am a firm believer that when we do, the leaders in those air quotes now, Ryan, that have the position and power, they begin catching what we have. It rubs off. Before long, it's a wildfire of positivity that moves through an entire organization. Now, I do have a call for the leaders that do have the C-suite titles, responsibilities, et cetera, because here's a tremendous opportunity for you to model so well to people by action, by demonstration, because your people are waiting. Your people are waiting to be led in this kind of a way, especially during and coming out of COVID times. Lead with empathy, lead with presence. At the end of the day, it does start with you. So make it happen. Good. So we're going to do, folks, we got about 10 minutes here on the program. We keep this show to 30 minutes. Rob has done this show every month uh, since the beginning of the year. And we've been focusing on extraordinary leaders throughout the world. Uh, that we brought onto the show that Rob has interviewed. And today's a unique special day because we're doing the book launch for Rob's third book, Move the Needle. Uh, and what I'm going to do is play the official uh, video trailer for the book, and then we'll spend the last few minutes of today's show uh, uh, talking with Rob about the book and how you can get your copy as well. So let's get the video going here. Yeah, scratch that because you can't see the video here on the podcast and there was only music, so there's nothing to listen to. We'll skip to a quick message from Rob himself and then we'll pick up on the show from where we left off. Hi, this is Rob Holman. I've had the joy and the honor to be a professional keynote speaker for over the last 20 years. This has resulted in me being an international in high demand and top dollar speaker. Now it's time to share my proven tips and strategies with you help you get what you're worth to speak. If you're an aspiring speaker or seasoned speaker looking to get paid more to speak, please join my world-class speaker community today. Our new community kicks off soon, so register today as spots are limited. And for more information and to register, go to www.robholman.com forward slash GPS. All right, Ryan, can I buy a copy of that? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, no, the, thank you for sharing that. I, I, um, when, when that came out, um, I was like, 
Wow. I, I was just, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I want people to be inspired. I want people to be inspired as they look at their own lives, as they look at their leadership, as they look at those around them. And um, so I'm thankful. Thanks for sharing that. Sure. And we've got Harriet on the live, uh, on the live chat, uh, just with comments there. I put a couple of, a couple of those up. Hello, Harriet to you. Harriet's uh, one of our members in our, in your get paid to speak program. Rob and I run a, uh, what'd you call it? A masterclass. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a masterclass. It's a monthly program we run uh, for people on their paid speaking business and publishing a book is part of the strategy. Maybe speak to that. Maybe speak to, to aspiring leaders out there, people that uh, maybe embrace and practice your inside out leadership principles that you preach. What's a good next step for those folks on influencing their tribe and their community? Yeah, you know, I think that there are a lot of aspiring, not just leaders, people that have a message deep within. And Harriet, you exemplify this. So it's great that you joined with us live today um, because there's no better person. I've told this to Harriet privately. I'll tell it publicly. There's no better person that I know that helped take people from their head down to their heart. And so you could be listening today and you have a message deep within you. And I'll make an argument. We all have a message. Why? because we all have a unique story to tell. But you might be thinking, what do I do with my story? How do I hone my message, my core message? And then what do I do with it once I hone it? Well, first, get around like-minded and like-hearted people that are gonna cheer you on, that are gonna help you hone that message because the world's waiting. You know, that's what I did. My first book came out in 2017. Second book came out in 2019. And then now, 2021, I have three books. I never view myself as an author. If you can't tell already, I'm a bit more of a verbal communicator, not as much of a writer. But here's what I discovered along the, my writing journey. I'm much more of a writer than I ever could have asked or imagined, ever thought of. But even more than that, I'm, I've become a content producer. I believe that I have a message and messages on my heart that the world does need to hear. So if that's you, I want to encourage you, be a part of a community, a like-minded, like-hearted community. Like Harriet's been a part of Get Paid to Speak. That's our, uh, I consider it a world-class speaker community of people that, you know, want to make their speaking into a profession or want to take their speaking to a whole new level. So love to have you join us on that effort. If that's you, uh, Ryan, I know you and I have been in the trenches for quite some time with Get Paid to Speak, but you've known my heart now for over 11 years. And I've never been the type of person like, oh, go and do this, this, and this. I've always viewed community as a way to go deeper with people. And again, that's what Move the Needle is all about. How do we actually learn how to go deeper with people in relationships as opposed to, oh, just come, enjoy, and keep it at a surface level? No, life's too short. It's way too significant to, to keep things on a surface level. Let's identify the people in our life that have similar hearts, similar passions. Let's hold hands, link arms, call it whatever you want so we can climb the mountain together. Climb the mountain. I like that. I've heard you use that phrase. I know I use it occasionally. And in the last few minutes here, folks, and you had you, you saw me showing a couple of websites. If you go to robholman.com, there's a book, there's an, uh, an item, a menu item in the navigation bar for books. That's one page I was showing. Um, and then I was also showing autoconversion.net. If you look under the grow section, you will see uh, a link for the uh, for the get paid to speak bootcamp that we we're referring to. That's right here in, in front of you. 
Uh, but going back to you talking about uh, ways um, ways to be more effective in the workplace. So <clears throat> speak to maybe some inside out leadership principles. I know one thing that's big for you is active listening. What are some, what are some tips you have for, for being more influential, some real rubber meets the road, practical tips that anybody can apply in the workplace for being more influential in an inside out leadership uh, mindset? You know, I just want to really hone in on one right now. It's learning how to be present, Ryan. If there's one thing, I just, I, I, I hear people all the time, people come tugging and they're like, Rob, I know you talk so much, not just to move the needle, just in life about being present. And it reminds me, and this is how the book opens, Ryan. So I'm not going to share the entire story, but I'm going to whet people's appetite a little bit. This, the book opens up chapter one. And I talk about on a Friday evening, my soon to be wife, not my wife at the time, we were watching a movie on a Friday night. And it was an amazing, amazing movie. Then suddenly the phone rings. And on the other line, I pick up the phone and on the other line was this young man. And his voice was shaky and I knew there was a problem. I really thought that he was clearly under the wrong kind of influence. Drugs, alcohol, I mean, you name it. And he was slurring his speech. He was talking slow. And these words came right out of his mouth. I want to kill myself. I mean, can you imagine hearing those words? I was paralyzed. I was fearful. I didn't know what to do. But by default, I asked him like for his home address. And he was able to give me his home address. And I immediately said, I, I'll, I'll be right over. I hang up the phone, I leave my house, I tell my girlfriend, my soon-to-be wife, Karen, I have an emergency call, I gotta go, I shared some details with her and I go out of the house. I go over to this young man's home. I'm met by his mother at the front door, completely frantic. Rob, here's what's going on, would you, here's where he is, he's actually now passed out in the back of the house on the kitchen floor. Can you imagine? What would you be thinking? All I knew what to do is I went right back to where his mother said that he was. He was face down on the kitchen floor. And I proceeded to just care for him as though it was my own child. And I rubbed his back. I prayed. I cared for him. What you might need to know is just a couple weeks before that point, I met this young man at a local church that I was a part of. And after the teaching, I was a part of a group that was down up front uh, to counsel, to pray for, to talk with people that were really going through difficult times. And this person came up and shared with me his name. And the music, you know, after the teaching, they played some music. The mu music was a bit loud. So we went into a back room and he proceeded to share his story that he was struggling with severe depression. He had a drug and alcohol addiction. And I remember Ryan in that moment, in that time, I cared deeply for this young man. And I began to listen to him and listen to his story, the heartache, the pain. And then these words came out of my mouth. Do you know God has plans for your life? 
far more than you could even realize in this moment right now. You need to know that your life has purpose and meaning. And at any time that you're going through a really dark time in your life, here's my number, call me. Well, he took full advantage of that night, that Friday night and called me. And the book, I lay out how the rest of the story unfolds. But that has everything to do and really charged me up with understanding that it's people before things. Yeah, when you put people before things, it's sacrificial. There's heartache. It's inconvenient. It inconveniences you at times. This is in your personal life. It's in your business life. It's in your neighborhood and community life. But I have found through experience that when you do put people first, miracles do happen. Find out what miracle happened. Pick up the book. I love for you to learn more about it because I'll tell you, it changed my life. I, I can only imagine. And, and, um, it's good that that, that gentleman, that gentleman called you. Um, you know, I'm thinking as we, as we wrap up here and I'm imagining just organizations, you know, I, like yourself, I'm self-employed, run my own business, solopreneur. So I don't deal with a lot of the organizational conflicts and dramas. Uh, I see them, I see them in, in client relationships. I see them and I see faults in leadership, but this is a really challenging time for, for employers with staff. We've got, you know, remote workers, hybrid workers, social distancing mandates. How do we best serve our team members in this particular time? What, what, what insights, even advice do you have to offer how we can serve our team members right now in this time? Simplify your life and leadership. And what I mean by that is create space for people. We're inundated, absolutely inundated of filling our calendars. But I always say is activity doesn't always equate to the best activity. Think about that for a moment. When we prioritize people over things, there's, there's more time to spend with people. When we fill our calendars, fill our schedules, fill our time with things, you know, meetings and this and that, and I'm not against, you know, a lot of things we fill our calendars with, but if we were honest, taking a closer look at what we fill our calendars with, it's very telling of the attitude of our heart. When we shed of things that we should not have in our life, you know, Ryan, the stuff that we just take on and, and pile on, and next thing you know it, we can barely breathe in relationships. But when we begin to shed of those things that we ought not engage in, the things, and even some of the relationships, they're a bit toxic. As we shed, now we create space for the people that matter most. So namely, in this case, our team members. When we create space, we can go deeper in relationship. I love the one-to-ones. Let's get real practical. I love the one-to-one -one meetings. I just don't want to have a meeting to have a meeting. But I want to have a meeting with a team member to connect with them more as a person and less as a professional. Well, hold on, Rob. Hold on. You can't say that. This is business we're talking about. I can say it, and I did say it. Ryan, isn't that what you're allowed to do on your own show? But I don't know, but since you're hosting, if I'm allowed to say something like that. 
Well, I mean, nothing keeps a guest from saying what they want, especially on their own show. But just to go, <laughs> just to take that once, and I know we're we're just crossed our our end time here, so we're gonna wrap this up. But just to uh, take that a step further, is there a is there a ratio? Is it 50-50? Is it 50% the person and 50% the process? Is it 40-60? Or you don't think that way. It's just focus on the person until you don't need to, until you can focus on process. Get practical because sometimes people, in my experience, um, you can focus on them and they'll just keep taking and taking and taking, but not contribute to the organization. Yeah. Well, Thanks I, for bringing that up. I appreciate that because that's a, it's a wonderful, uh, area that you highlighted. I tend to think of life and leadership as a holistic wheel with many spokes as opposed to categorical boxes that we jump in and out of. <laughs> so even as I laid out the framework that's mentioned in the book, purpose, people, and process, I know where our minds go. Okay, we do things in this order. Purpose, people, process. But if we think we're integrated whole, and I've learned a lot from my brothers and sisters in the eastern part of the world with this integrated whole. The hub or the wheel, the hub of the wheel, right? That's the core. It's like physically that when your core is strong, guess what happens to the rest of your body, right? I'm, I'm going to put you in the hot seat as the host now. When your physical core is strengthened, what happens to the rest of your body? Yeah, I mean, it's all firm. I mean, it's, it's, it's all strong. Yeah. It is. So I'm using that. Now, metaphorically speaking, I want to, I want to, I want to broaden the conversation here. So when our core is strong, in other words, our identity, we know who we are. We know why we exist. Boy, are we come in full circle with purpose now. And our core remains strong. Guess what happens as a natural result? It's Inside infectious. and it works itself out into people and spills over into processes. And then guess what? The process then spills back into purpose. The purpose spills into people. The people spill, you see what I mean? So it's like a holistic wheel with many spokes. What we need to focus or hone in on a bit more is making sure our core remains strong. So then the wheel begins to turn without us even realizing it. And people are being served well. Processes are put in place. Everything has its right place within this integrated picture. So does that make sense? It makes sense. I mean, is it fair to say when you're, when you see within an organization, um, toxicity, inefficiency, uh, I guess I could go on with a list of some of the negatives that you see. Does that go right back to the, the leadership and, and, and their core? Is that, is that stem from that? Is that a, is that an absolute in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, if culture is made up of people, uh, I would have to say so many times that we got to take a closer look within ourselves. So there's never been a better opportunity than right here and right now to make a decision, to say, all right, we're in these COVID times. We're beginning to come out of these COVID times. I'm either in a leadership position that everyone knows I'm in, or I'm what many people refer to as the hidden leader. I've influenced because I'm a change agent and I know I am. And I want more of me rubbing off on people within the organization. Wherever you land, there's never been a better time than right now to discover or rediscover who you are, why you exist, 
only to have a greater and lasting impact and effect on people around you. We're only as strong as our core and it starts with the leader first. Only as strong as the core it starts with the leaders first. Rob Holman, everybody, author of the new book, Move the Needle. Hey, Rob, thanks for taking time out of your day to join your own show today. <laughs> <laughs> might say something like that. Listen, oh, I can't help it. You know, we got to make it real, right? This has been a total joy. I love being on the opposite side because I'm usually putting people in the hot seat, making them sweat. You're making me sweat, but in a really kind way, Ryan, I must say. But listen, you did a great job. I'm looking forward to continuing this journey with you. Thanks to everyone that tuned in, watching, listening. Let's climb the mountain together. Let's climb the mountain, folks. If you're interested in the new book, head over to movetheneedlebook.com. Uh, watch the trailer that we played. Look at get a free preview chapter, and then you can buy it right from there. The web from Rob's from the website. You can also go to Rob's website, robholman.com, and look at books, and you'll see uh, the other two in the series in the trilogy in the Inside Out Leadership trilogy. Uh, I think, yeah, I think we're all set. So. Why don't we, you know, let me, let me just back up a second, just to uh, emphasize this. I had shown, we were talking about the show. we we do the show every month. Rob's your host. I'm just filling in today for this special event. Uh, but if you, um, if you head over to the site, you can see all the different guests we've had. Mar, Mar, uh, Marcel Schwantes was last month. What a phenomenal conversation that was. The, the, the month before is Monte Williams. Cy Wakeman, you even got some of these people to, Right, um, kind of give a thumbs up on your book as well. So I saw them in some of the credits as well. That's right. So. Like Cy Ryan um, was kind enough to write the forward for Move the Needle. So, mm -hmm. and others again, to your point, endorse the book as well. So, so grateful. All right. Well, let's let the author go. Thank you, Rob. Hey, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ryan. Great job. This is Audiburst Media.